Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. I'm Missy. I just feel really compelled to say, and I'm a baby boomer. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about generations here. We talked about builders yesterday. We talked about baby boomers. Uh, And Carol and Dawn and Joanne and I are really looking into this. Dawn, thank you so much for bringing this to us. You've done so much work on your... um, book which you teach called Unlock Communication Between Generations and I feel like it's been so uh, interesting there's some things you know and some things you like you know light bulbs go off and go oh that makes sense now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you're born between these ages then this is how you were raised and this is what your parents went through and and you and then you begin to connect the dots for the younger generations. absolutely I, I just love this this is just amazing stuff it's so fun <laughs> because it, it feels like we often tend to think we hear a lot about personalities or we do personality tests or you know whatever and we think that's and and it's true that is why we communicate different ways but this your your teaching on generations has brought a a different perspective and I think it's broadened like my understanding of oh that's not just personality exactly that is about culture and like you Mm -hmm. talk about you know what forms are Way, some of the ways that we communicate between generations, and so I'm so excited for today yeah. because we're gonna we're gonna um, talk again about just generations and wh- how communication happens and why. Yeah. Well, one of the things I want to bring up too is that um, I was looking at you know the men of Issachar and that they were wise because they understood the times, and I mm. think that this with generations, it's understanding the time because they didn't just understand the times. What's in the times are the people. Understanding the people of the times is what helps give us, gives us wisdom, Mm -hmm. helps us understand how to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think this is one of the reasons I think this is so important is to help Mm -hmm. us communicate with each other to really understand the times and the people of the times. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's where we are. Baby boomers, 1946 to 1964. We talked about parents yesterday. So there is also things that go with baby boomers, like their politics and their pop culture. So uh, politics like Korean War, the... Vietnam War, the Civil Rights Movement, that was a lot. Dr. King and the Black Panthers, the Women's Liberation Movement and Pro-Choice. How much has that changed? Mm-hmm. Things that, you know, the birth control pill altered the generation greatly because it was like taking away the risk of all of the promiscuity, I guess is the right mm-hmm. way to say that. So those are things that affected in politics and then pop culture, of course, television and rock and roll, you know, the Beatles oh, yeah. and the British invasion. Oh, those and- terrible Beatles. <laughs> I know. Oh, that <laughs> I hair. Mean, that hair. I just can't believe a guy would have long hair like that. Exactly. I remember those feelings. Do you remember that, Missy? And that's not quite how I remember it. <laughs> I must have lived a little bit on the wild side. So. Well, for us living here in Amish country, they were really radical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they were out there. What were they thinking? <laughs> and now you look at them and you just have to laugh. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's uh, just yeah, like, I look at them like, what? They were in a suit. I mean, what's the problem here? Yes. <laughs> and their hair is reasonable length. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Not long at all. I don't see any man buns there. <laughs> so funny. And then hippie counterculture. Those are oh, things that yes. came into play oh, with that. Gosh, yes. So that's like kind of our parents' politics, pop culture. But there's some things in Baby Boomers. Um, you guys have the books in front of you. Maybe there's some things that interest you that you look at and go, oh, yeah, I relate to this. Uh, one of the things that I noticed just glancing down there, it, it says be grammatically correct. And I think, oh, yeah, that's me. It, it, it irritates me if someone is not, you know, like be educated, especially with the texting today in today's world. It's like 
U R, the yes. letter U and an R. And I get texting is a different thing, but then it transforms into business emails, and I'm like, uh, no, that's. Yeah, no, that's just not proper. <laughs> that's not proper. That's it. It's, it's not, not proper. proper. No, it's go. not the way things should be done. I, I would agree with times that. Times are changing, Joanne. Yeah, we've times gotta, are changing. we got to get with it. Right? I just don't know that I can change that much. <laughs> <laughs> the times can change, but I might not change. Well, that's so. a good question. Um, like, how do you do you feel like will people have to change or is it more like that? do i have to accept yeah. the you are <laughs> does thing? she have to like what what is the like what's i mean the, i can't stop other people from doing it but i don't have to do it myself that's exactly yeah. it. that's what i was just going to say you can choose how you want to be proper mm-hmm. but i think it's important that we're able to accept other people and not force them to take on what we do mm-hmm. like it doesn't make them less than because they do something different than we do but what if they never learn how to spell <laughs> isn't that scary it is it's like these I people agree. have no idea and they have no idea what punctuation is <laughs> yeah and, okay know. so here's the funny thing my daughter who's 15 loves grammar and english and she's just like i don't understand why people don't understand punctuation so there you go <laughs> there you go some of that's personality too yeah, yeah that's uh, for sure what is things that I see here is that they do not like problems but will fight for a cause and that is so true because you know I I don't I don't enjoy problems um, but I will fight for a cause I mean there are things that rile something up within me that are just like you know this is worth fighting for this this is this is a cause that I would fight for this is I will I will die on this you know Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that I, I feel like there are certain things that I will be very strong on and and I try to not be strong on things that really don't matter. That's good. You know, I have to bring up the very first one. Many of these people do not feel old, so don't treat them like they are. And, <laughs> you know, you mentioned yesterday about the whole forever young mm-hmm. thing, and I, I, I feel that in myself, and I don't know if that's just getting older and not, a, you know, you don't think of yourself as old. Well, I don't think no as old as my grandmother was when she was my age. Uh, she I'm, was old. For sure. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> and our lives were completely different. When I look at my grandmother's and what she was doing uh, at my age, I mean, our lives are completely different. Yeah. There's no similarities other than we both had grandchildren. There's really nothing similar about our lives. The, and yeah. I think, too, so a couple of things that I wanted to make sure I brought up that I thought were really important things. One is that baby boomers are generally competitive. They value peer competition. And others from other generations may see them as egocentric because of that. Because mm. they, I can they're see very that's competitive. True. Sure. Um, they tend to refuse to mentor those they perceive as entitled or arrogant. That becomes a t- difficult thing. It is. Um, and, and then they have a teamwork approach to business that they'll accept people on an equal basis if they perform. Mm-hmm. So the way the world is now is we accept everyone on an equal basis no matter what. And the struggle or the rub that comes in with the baby boomer is, no, that's not my culture. My culture is I can accept you on an equal basis if you can perform at an equal basis. You proved yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and I would have to say I'm guilty of that. <laughs> and, I, and those are just yeah. I mean, those are just things. And then communication, you know, they prefer face to face conversations. Um, be punctual and dependable. <gasps> punctual is a big thing for me. That's very no- that's very yeah. common. Be respectful. And this is for me every generation. Notice and call up the greatness. I think that's important to get the most from every generation is to notice and call up the greatness mm-hmm. in them. To ask a lot of questions and to speak in an open, direct style but to avoid controlling language. So here's what I've noticed with the baby boomers in my life. They do not want me to do a sales approach on them. Get you to say yes three times so that you're cornered into what I want you to think. To corner a baby boomer is a very dangerous thing. You do not want to do that. (laughs) You want to speak directly, but you want to allow freedom for them to think how they want to think and not to try to make them feel like they need to think a certain way. That's just 
not a good idea in my experience. <laughs> um, to look for ways to give them a sense of connectedness, to use emotional images that play to things like family, belonging. And here's one of my favorite things. People out there creating PowerPoints, please use a larger font because those of us who are old cannot see. <laughs> is that not the truth? Oh my gosh, it is amazing. I mean, I have my cell phone set on really large letters and my children think it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> you know, they say, well, the people sitting in the row behind you can read your stuff. Well, that's fine. There's nothing there. I don't you know. Can, the I day will care. come. That's all I think. Yeah. The day yes. will come. Oh, if yes. you're not there now, you soon will be. So Yes, my kids used to make so much fun of me when I wanted to go to bed early. Now they want to go to bed early. Yep. And I love one it. Of, one of the last ones I think is funny is just the body language is important to put down your device and look them in the eye. And this is my own thing that I saw in my own house and my dad is okay with me sharing it because it's funny. So in my house, I'm sitting at my parents' like countertop in their kitchen with them and my dad's on one side of me, my mom's on the other. My dad has his phone and he's like Mr. Connected all the time. And so he's always on his phone, always on his phone. And he's connecting with people, he's texting, he's calling, he's doing his business. My mom has her iPad and she's playing a game. Okay. And I'm sitting there going, why are my parents not talking to me? I'm <laughs> so I'm just kind of sitting there waiting for them to look up, you know? So my dad gets done with his business and he looks up and my mom is still playing her game. And he goes, Jerry, are you going to put that thing down and talk to us? <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was so funny because not only like that's the expectation. And sometimes he is not always giving the example of what he would like to receive, even from someone in his own generation. So, uh -huh. But it is very important. I find that if I can put down my device and even wait for them to look up when they're ready to talk to me, there is a whole different yeah. level of connectedness that happens because the person feels respected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's true probably through any generation, whether we recognize it or not. I don't, I think we don't realize how the, you know, the smartphone is building a wall between people and I, because people don't talk face to face much anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all on the, you know, you sit in the house and you get a text from somebody. I mean, really, that's what we've come to is we're texting other people in the same household. It's funny, <laughs> but it's not funny because we really do need to learn in any generation to set that down because mm -hmm. face to face is important yeah. whether they realize it or not. You know that I, I think the younger generation, if they get that kind of attention, they want it more. You know what I mean? I do. I do. It's yeah. so interesting, though, because I was <laughs> when you were saying that, Missy, I'm flashing back to my husband and I sometimes like to wind down. You know, it's like we're on our phones. It's dark in the bedroom. Okay, we can't look face to face. <laughs> we're in bed and we're on both on our phones. And then he'll text me like a, a kissy face. <laughs> and like, oh, hey, we, you know, and it's just like and then that reconnects, you know, or yeah. whatever. But it's like, oh, I'm trying to go to sleep. He's trying to go to sleep. So we are so guilty of it, too. Like we point to the generations but it really is like it's such a it's such a great tool but when it can yes. come between but yes. we can also use it to connect and so I just thought that was well you know and I always feel like texting saves me time mm -hmm. you know it's like if I get on the if I need to communicate something with someone I can either get on the phone and it'll end up being a five-minute conversation or I can take 15 seconds and communicate right. through a text and so for me, a lot of times it's a time saver. Mm -hmm. But then when I get these texts that are like a page long and I'm thinking, wow, that's a long text, you know, <laughs> or sometimes you text people and you just want something real simple and it becomes a conversation because they have to have the last word. You know, it's just back and forth. It's, it's just so like, true. okay, I'm done now. I'm done now. So anyways. So I want to move into Generation X. That's 1965 to 1979. I think um, I sit in Generation X. I know Carol sits in Generation yeah. X as well. 
And so who are the Gen Xers? Well, we were parented mainly by baby boomers. Um, so we were influenced by their work ethic. Baby boomers are trainers. So one thing I always like to talk about is how the different parenting styles changed. So you had the 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 builders were parented by sur they're, they're the survivalists. So the survivalists parent the boomers. So I'm, I'm parented by a survivor. The boomers turn into trainers. They trained their children, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. They were trainers. And so I was parented by a trainer. So was Carol and um, grew up during the me decade. And I think this is really significant. In the 1980s, I saw this documentary and it was mostly pop culture fun documentary. But one of the statements they said really struck me. They said in the 1980s in the United States, we changed from we the people to me the person. And that is a huge impact on generations. We the people to me the person. It became not so much about civil rights, it became about personal rights. Things started to change from the big group to me. And when that changed, you know, and we and we see how this has developed because now we have the me to movement. Okay, so you have those things, it became very personal and that was a big shift for our country. I talked about how builders a couple days ago, everything was about the war effort and patriotism, you know, our national affiliation, those kind of things. It was we the people. That's what it was about, the news, everything, movies, everything drove to we the people. In the 1980s, we started to divert to me the person. And that really changed a lot about how we operate. I would have to agree. And there is a huge difference between those two. There is. Yeah. that I, And I never thought about that before, but yeah. It really struck me. Um, so anyway, we were we had a high, higher divorce rates for, for that generation and a lot of latchkey kids. And that means the kids that came home and mom and dad were both at work. And so mm -hmm. that was that happened a lot. Politics, like the Cold War, Three Mile Island, Watergate, energy crisis, terrorism, Iran hostage crisis. Those are all things that happened. The fall of the Berlin Wall, that was huge during our generation. And we had the development, I talked a couple days ago about the 24-hour cable news network and how that emotional play started to change throughout. I mean, I really think cable news network paved the way for reality TV. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I yeah. really do. I and, think that's true. And so true. that's just the way that things have changed because of that. Um, our pop culture was MTV and video games and personal computers started to come out. Mm -hmm. I remember when cell telephones first came out, my dad had this giant bag. Oh, yes. It weighed like 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like the only guy in town and it was a party line. So you get on the phone and listen to this, kids. You waited to talk. You you waited till someone else hung up so you could call somebody. And so you waited and that's that's how that worked. We grew up with that too, but it wasn't the bag phone. The landline. <laughs> the, the landline was the a, party yeah. Line. Well, we had a landline too that was a party line. Did so. you really? Yeah. Oh, yes. I guess I You're lived like, in California, so I was like a little more yeah. sophisticated. No. Say to my cousins, get off the phone. I can hear you breathing. Get off the phone. You know. Try to be real sneaky. And listen. Oh, yes. And listen in and see what's going well, on yeah, in the neighbor's I mean, house. <laughs> But yeah, so there was just, but there was that. So I remember when those things started to come up, I saw in the news, they're talking computers and personal computers. And I remember I took a computer class at school and they were teaching us how to, you know, do code and stuff. And I remember them saying, hey, with computers, we're all going to work four days a week and have a three-day weekend. <laughs> now, remember I you said know, baby boomers. I forgot boomers, about that. Baby boomers live to work. So they actually added one month to the work year because of the advance of technology. We actually work more than we ever have, even though they think we don't work. We actually work more than we ever have before because of the time that we put in because it never stops. It just never stops. And so I think that was really interesting. Anyway, so that's that's our pop culture. Um, but some things about Gen Xers, we want to be able to move around. We have a great value to have balance. So while the, the boomers are forever young and they live to work, we are working for balance. We want, that's work-life balance is our Boy, main goal. Boy, is that the truth? I see that in my children. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why they don't want to work more. <laughs> 
Not me. I'm with your kids. <laughs> Missy, I guess she's younger at heart. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fit the box. That's okay. Yeah, it is interesting because I'm all about working. I mean, I work six days a week and I love every minute of it, which is why it's hard for me to retire. But my daughters are very content working three and four days. And I'm thinking, well, what? A boring life that would be. <laughs> well, but, but you know, too, because we're so involved in so many things. Like, I mean, our kids were were in so many more activities, and so yes, like, it's so true. To get that balance, yes. it's like, oh my god! And goodness, then really, you're in the long run, they're better mothers than I was. They're more committed as a mother because I spent my time working, and if I had to do it over, I would realize that I really should not have worked as much. It would wow. have been healthier for my family had I not worked as much. But now they're grown, I can work. Yeah, you can do what yes. you want. <laughs> it's, it's you time. No. But, um, so the th- other things about, I think, is really notable is that with the Generation X, one of the changes is that they believe in investing in their own development rather than the organizations. And this is why you see this big trend in leadership books, personal growth books, per, uh, coaches, you know, personal coaches, life coaches, all that trend stems from Generation X. Well, and I noticed that too, like, because I'm a Gen Xer, but like a lot of those people are our age. Yes. Like in their 50s. And that's the demographic that in our values organization in Global Priority, we see a lot of those people, that's the age that they are. Yeah. They're in their 40s, 50s. And again, we go back to that we the people, to me the person. You go back to, hey, I got to add value to me so that I can add value wherever I go because I can't depend on a corporation. We've seen things like Enron and the collapse of the housing market and feeling like I can't trust big business. I've seen all this manufacturing go overseas. I've seen all these things happen. So I better invest in me so that I'm valuable wherever. Yeah, I'm creating my own security. Sure. And so you see that shift. That's one of the things with Gen X, the shifts that we've seen. Communication tips. Uh, one of the big things is not to overlook them. The, the generation itself is a smaller generation. The time shift period is smaller. And so what happens is when we went to the workplace, we couldn't necessarily make changes we would have liked maybe to make like the millennials have because the weirdo isn't enough of us enough. So we adapted. Generation X are adapters. We adapted to how the baby boomers and the builders did things in the workplace. Um, but what happened is now we've shifted to everything is about the younger generations. And so this and generation X feels overlooked, even Amen. in marketing, <laughs> even in marketing, they don't market to our generation. Yeah. They market to builder or boomers and they market to millennials and Z. They don't really market to Gen X. I feel so bad for you. I, I feel bad for us too. <laughs> and I'm a middle child. This is not good for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So other things. Um, so they want to know that their voice is wanted to be heard. They want to be asked for their opinion, just like everybody does uh, to use an informal communication style to share information on a regular basis but this generation x loves info we're big info people so one of the things that's important to us is to have the information we want the balance we want to adapt information helps us to find balance information helps us to adapt and because of our personal growth culture that information helps us to grow mm-hmm. so that's really important to us is to keep so we when we're working in a company getting those updates on what's going on is super important because it helps us to feel like we can figure out how to adapt to what's going on mm-hmm. and without that we start to flounder and so then it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. So it's important to us. I'm thinking of my employees. Are you? Yeah. My yes. employees who are your age that would be in this and their need to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why. And it does. And then and then being being information people, I feel like we bring ideas to the table. You know, we can research and bring those ideas and help solve problems and 
you know, being adapt, having that adaptation helps us to work with both generations on both sides of it. Now on the bad side of it or on the negative side of it, a lot of people feel like Generation X is kind of like, throw their hands up. We're just going to sit on the sidelines and watch the world burn down. Like that's kind of like, that's the joke about this generation is that we're very, I don't want to say, well, I will, apathetic. Like we're not involved. We're involved in, well, I'll do what I can about me and I don't know how to help you. And so that would be the criticism, I guess, to say for Generation X. I I know what to do with me, but I don't know what to do with you, so I'm not even going to try. And that's where I run into parents who say, I don't know what to do with my kids. If they're, a lot of those are Xers. I don't know what to do, so I'm just waiting until they come out of it. They throw their hands up, and that is the tendency, the negative tendency. Oh, no, you need to fix those things. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) That's your generation. Yes. So that's anyway. So that's kind of our Generation X surmise. You can see the difference as we go through. We had, you know, we had the survivors. We had the trainers. Now Generation X as parents, we became nurturers. Mm -hmm. So you see how we are changing how we parent into what we have now. You know, because the big we we'll talk about millennials tomorrow. But the big you know is well, everybody gets a medal and a trophy. And well, you were parented by nurturers, right? So yeah, and even my my brother is a millennial. My parents are boomers. I have millennials, and I'm an Xer. My my brother's a lot younger than I am. They parented him totally different than they yes. parented me. Was it fair? Absolutely not. <laughs> I am way better off for it. But no, well, but but it was. It is, it's just yeah. different because, yeah. and it's not just because my mom says she insists it's because she was tired. But I'm like, no, times changed. Right. Yeah. Times changed, and you did things differently because it mm-hmm. was a different time. Yeah. And I love the fact that you talk about um, being more democratic, like in our families, because we did that too. When you talk about. Um, Talk a little bit about choosing which restaurant. To oh go yeah, because we always did that too oh, yeah. with our kids. With your kids, yeah. So I think that's hilarious. So when I when I was a kid, we would go out to eat once in a while, and my we get in the car, my brother and I are in the back seat, my parents in the front seat, and it was we're going here. I remember one time I went oh, and there was hands flying to the back seat to smack <laughs> me because that was not okay. You did not disagree with what was happening. And then with my kids, my husband and I have four children, and we would sit in the front of the minivan, and they're in the back, and we're like, okay, we're going to go to Canton to dinner. Where do you want to go? And everybody would start yelling out where they want to go. I want to go to Max and Irma's. I want to go to Olive Garden. I want to go to, you know, Red Robin. I want to go. And there was, so then I start as the good democratic nurturing parent that I am, I sit down and I say, okay, let's figure out where do you not really want to go? Who really doesn't want to go someplace? So we'll take that one off the list. Okay. Now let's rank the last four we have. Rank them one to four and I'll add up the points. (laughs) I mean, like I had it all. That's way too much work. It was, it was a 40 minute drive. So (laughs) this is true. This is true. I had plenty of time to figure that out, but we would sit and narrow it down to what we really, and I thought, this is, why do I do this? My parents never did this. They didn't even ask me where I wanted to go, much less take a vote. <laughs> but in our generation, part of the parenting style is a democratic and praise-based family. And so democratic and praise-based means that I'm giving you a medal whenever I see something good, and I am going to make sure that I get everybody's opinion before we before, go somewhere. Uh-huh. And I wasn't raised that way. So what happened? The time That is changed. interesting. When you think about that, you weren't raised that way. What made you that way? Yeah. And, and, and we can talk more about that tomorrow. But <laughs> I know it's a lot of it is the shift in society. It wasn't my parents, but it was politics and pop culture that mm. made the difference. Oh, this conversation is so good. And I just want to uh, bust in here for just a minute because it's 
time for us to be gone for the day, believe it or not. But Dawn, can you give us a little bit of information? Because this is, you teach this. And so if you're business, if you're a, a family, if you're a church, if you want some of this information, uh, get a hold of Dawn Yoder. Dawn, can you tell us how to do that? Yeah, you can reach me through my email. I am values whisperer, like the dog whisperer, but not valueswhisperer at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook too. It's Don Yoder. Instagram, I'm, I am Don Y. So those are my three places you can find me. But if you want to email me, valueswhisperer at gmail, please do. I do enjoy speaking to groups, talking about different things. We can tailor it for, for who you're talking to. Cause we, we, you know, we're going to get into millennials and we're going to get into generation Z and even maybe a little bit into alpha. So we'll get into those other generations. And when we do, um, you may see, wow, I really have a need. I'd like you to come talk to a parent group or something like that to help us figure out how do we communicate better. Yeah. And yeah. even in business, we can talk about business strategies. You know, how do you hire? How do you train? How do you retain people from different generations? I mean, this goes in all kinds of directions. Boy, and it is good, good information to have, whether you're business, family, church, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Join us tomorrow here in the same place. You've found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.